He's got through Mahogany. He pounced on the lead from Ken Grande and Spartacus. And Mahogany, despite difficulties, draws away. And Schwarzier, Schwarzier has done it on his own down on the inside and won it. Apache Cat, a big baldy face in front of Apache Cat, and Apache Cat wins it. But this is why she's rated the best in the world. Have a good look at this. Black Caviar is going to be East Andover. And the wonder from down under wins again. Black Caviar, 19 straight from Hayes. But she's back, and the legend lives on. Black Caviar by two and a Nature strip over towards the inside rail lead. Swats that September run flying, but Nature strip is going. And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host. Racetrack Ralphie. Why not start with a little bit of John Travolta from Grease Lightning, the Lightning Stakes Day. Thanks so much for getting our preview podcast of it. Some absolute champions have won this race over the year, and here's the champion as well, Vince Carty from Daily Sexuals. Morning, mate. Ralphie, good morning, good morning. I just have to say, got to have the black armband. Dean Lester passed away. Very sad to hear that he's uh, passed away, and I know, thought I'd mention that. He was... Uh, you know, it was fantastic when you and I with him would be on. I mean, I'm sure you had many more years than me on on the radio with him, but I, I enjoyed the times when we had that interaction. He loved the data. I'm sure he learned some new skills from it as well. And it's just sad to hear that he's passed well to, you know, way too soon. 54. Goodness me, Ralphie. Absolutely. 54. Far too young. Yeah, he's, yep. he, he, you know, just got to the halfway mark. Yes, that's it. Absolutely right. So condolences to his family and many friends. Um, Vince, it's Lightning Stakes Day. Flemington tomorrow. We're recording this five past six Melbourne time uh, AM. So we can give you the best information we possibly can. Obviously, we'll be updating everything uh, tomorrow morning. But how are you expecting the track to play? There's a very hot day in Melbourne today. But fortunately, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a break with the weather tomorrow. Just a beautiful uh, low 20s day. Well, that's fantastic to to hear. <laughs> Summer's come weird time. Well, maybe not. Maybe that's how it is. But from a data perspective, generally speaking, on pace, midfielders always sort of get a positive advantage at Fleming, depending on the race shape. The true position is the big thing. It's it's not easy to come from really wide. It doesn't mean you can't win. Oddly enough, you know, if you go through the history, like from my data perspective, you still got a 35% chance of winning from behind, but you are governed by race shape. But the hard part I always find is the lanes because the hot lanes here are four to seven, Ralphie. It's it's not a big strip, but yep. they dominate the rest of the lanes when the rail's in the true. So in other words, just just up and off in the old phrase, just don't be hard up against the fence, which doesn't mean you can't win there, but you're talking about in the game of inches, that's where the best spot is. We'll start with the lightning stakes. Small field here. 
uh, the old the champ, Nature Strip. He, he's been not just a marvel from a, an effort point of view, but what it's probably taught taught us as well over the journey, Vince, because early days you wouldn't have thought he'd ever be a 1,200 horse. He ended up being a champion under under the guidance of Chris Waller, teaching him to relax, and he's just a weapon up the straight. Yeah, you summed that up beautiful. He is a weapon up the straight. He's demonstrated, I was looking at you know his performances last night about how dynamic some of those thousand metre efforts have been. And, well, he's, he's I'm, well, of course, no black caviar, but five and a half to 6.6 range. He's been able to get there on a couple of occasions. He's had a number of performances that have been low to high fours, you know, above benchmark. Just giving us the big signal on how good he is. And in recent times, we, we can just go back as early as sort of this time last year, Ralphie, when he ran 2.7 above. That's and, probably a good point for where uh, to start. Yeah, well, we, we, we can start there. Also, the, the year before, 4.4 when he won. But, of course, last year, the other thing that uh, is worth putting on the table, one of your uh, many, many phrases, Vince, chaos theory, gets smashed at the start. And, uh, oh, it was a sick watch for putters as he just got beaten to nose by his stablemate home affairs. Yes. Well, what we can bring to the table, he's there's a clear signal of maybe stable, maybe the horse. Last campaign in the barrier trial leading up to his first run, he had a minus 1.3. Yep. This time in with his Warwick Farm trial where he stepped out, he had a 0.7 above. Just on that alone gives you a little bit of insight on A, how the horse is tracking and the intention about that he is going to be very forward. And I do have an expectation that like, if he doesn't, go better than plus 2.7, like 2.7 lengths above IVR benchmark, then it's going to be sad because the data is going to indicate that he should smash that on the weekend. Right. Just based on, just based on the trial data. Okay. So that, that preempts my, my question because what we really tracked last year, and it's been uh, a bit of a fundamental of yours, is that short break and an explosion is often equates to that's as good as you can go for a prep. He's, a, he's an eight-year-old now. He was obviously dynamic and marvellous at uh, Royal Ascot, exploded at Randwick first up, and then we just said, just going to wait here. Let's see what happens, because maybe the trip did take something out of him, and then he was beaten at odds on favourite in the Everest and then beaten in the champion sprint up the uh, up the famous Fleming and Straight on the final day of the, of the carnival. What you're saying is, in the, in the uh, data from his Warwick Farm trial is, that indicates that he is now fit and firing and really nature strip of old. Well... Absolutely. Now, on, the, on available information, that is. Well, the, the thing is now what happens is can they extend themselves under the race pressure to go beyond that 2.7? Because the trend line saying he's going to run like three, three and a half. Right. Okay. Now, so, yeah. So I sit back here and say, okay, who's going to be able to match that? And can anybody jump out of the ground and test that over a thousand metres of Flemington? And he generally gets that race setup that works for him as well. Well, well, talk us through it. How are you expecting the early speed to be? Well, <laughs> I always sit here and say, up the straight, you could run reasonably quick. But in this field here, everything sort of says, all right, Cool and Gatta, Marabi, they've got good speed. <sighs> and I just sit back and say, okay, from coming from Barry 9, where are they going to go? They're going to go up the middle of the track, Ralphie? Or we're going to swing to the inside? What's going to happen? If we run to the middle of the course, it will definitely be at best benchmark. If they go to the inside, the speed will quicken. And it'll be plus one, plus two. 
I don't know. Will they go to the outside? If they go to the outside, then I also believe they're going to run reasonably quick, you know, plus one, plus two. So it's only up to centre where I feel it's going to be sort of benchmark and very orderly. And I, feel, I just sort of get this feeling they're going to be swing. They're going to kick off in, in the middle of the ground. And I don't know if they'll go to the fence. This is the challenge, right? Will they? It, oh. Usually they don't, I suppose no. is what we say. <laughs> Usually and this would be don't. awesome for Nature Strip if they go up the centre. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. They'll have well, to sit on all of them. All right. Marabi, we've seen her twice. Mm-hmm. First up, amazing profile, this horse. Six-year-old had, uh, had uh, only two preps, uh, one seven of her eight starts. Oakley Plate was, was phenomenal. The only two first-up runs she's had, she's won by seven lengths and six lengths. Now, of course, one was a maiden and the other one was Ballarat Cup Day, but have we really seen her best at first up? Have we had an opportunity to see her best? Well, she's just continuously improved, Ralphie, so it's very difficult. And we haven't really seen what does this mean at 1,000 metres. Yep. So the from a talent point of view, there's no question if it brings – well, if it just brings the Ballarat, Ballarat run of 1.6 first up last campaign, which is pretty soft for this horse, then that's enough to – automatically sort of put you in contention because we're only looking at a pretty reasonable barb around plus 2.2 to so you've got to run around that range to be on the podium and it's really crazy it's not there's not that many horses that can do that particularly at a thousand meters that there are more horses that have a higher class profile but not at a thousand meters so this is an unknown for this particular horse all the indicators are this horse got plenty of speed shouldn't be disadvantaged by a thousand and this is probably one of maybe two or three threats to Nature Strip. What did you see from a barrier trial? It was it was good, Ralph. It wasn't a high performance figure. It was a, a sub, you know, it was a below benchmark profile. But I didn't want to take too much out of it on that course. And, you know, is it tracking to a 1.6? Well, that's the bare minimum. Yeah. Cool and Gatter. Now, first up, last prep, you wouldn't say she could win, but the way I read it, um, that it was set for second up and she won that Moya Stakes. Now she's had two barrier trials. I've got a feeling that she's coming to play at her best. And so I suppose what have you seen from her barrier trials and what is her best compared to what Nature Strip is likely to do? The barrier trial was for the thousands, profiling slightly stronger stronger than Marabi yep. off, off the trials, particularly the last one. It's clear indicated there that it's sort of broken the benchmark barrier, which, which is – fantastic and if you had just have a look at first up Mooney Valley last prep the performance was benchmark or 0.1 below so you already know the horse is at that level right now yeah and therefore the 2.2 looks more like a realistic figure for this horse and I can't see absolutely no negatives for this horse at a thousand meters it's just what Jamie gonna do she going to take the sit as well or is she going to be looking to lead it just depends how that race presents presents itself but either way slower speed faster speed no negative for this horse and loves a thousand meters and has possessed some excellent straight line speed we have to go right back to the beginning of time with her with her first race start at Ramwick over a thousand meters in that race there last 400 meters 6.3 last 400 that day that's enough for me to say the horse has got the capacity from a straight line point of view. Last campaign, all on wet track, Ralph. How are we yeah, going to get an insight exactly. to what she can generate? 
Yeah, no doubt. The uh, and and the third of the uh, Ma Eustace runners just to add to the headache, of course, because what's the stable intention? And uh, my sort of read, and it sort of backs up what you're saying, is that maybe Mirabi set for the new market, and that uh, and is coming to play tomorrow. So that's that's you've got. I see you've got her second most advantage, third most advantage, and this is in your early edition race speed profiles. Yep. Bella Nipatina, uh, she's got a terrific first up profile, and she's only had the two preps with Ma Eustace, uh, two full preps, I should say. She transferred uh, via sorry three. Three preps she transferred uh, off a short break uh, mid uh, 2016. Yeah, another run of the profile, just slightly behind in terms of uh, barrier trial work from a thousand meter perspective. Not sure if that's an indicator the horse might be looking for, you know, the thousand might be a little bit short, but just purely based on the Mooney Valley run last last preparation of the plus 1.9. There's no way from this stable are you going to dismiss this horse from being able to turn up and run at least a solid, you know, plus two at least. And, you know, I have an expectation that it's going to trend to that number maybe slightly high. Have we seen the very best of this horse? I, I don't think so, Ralphie. Just based on our experience on what's happened with mares over history, we've seen so many years, Ralphie, that we've done the work over the last 10 years, for instance. The good mares, they can improve another length, length and a half when they turn five and even six, right? Yeah. So I'm putting this horse potentially in this category. Whether it's going to turn up and do that at a thousand meters, I don't know. But what I do know is I expect a competitive run. This I feel the Ballinipatina will be better suited if they go to the fence, uh, as yeah. opposed to the uh, the lanes. And I'm being a bit picky here, right, Ralphie? Right? Because if we're in the middle of the track, I, I have a preference of Nature Strip over Ballinipatina. Because what the challenge is this, Ralphie? When I'm, I'm just coming back down to looking at the sustained 400-metre sprint at least, maybe 600. It's a little bit behind a couple of runners. So where you're positioned up the straight is going to play a big role. So if you're in the middle, you don't get the bigger edge. But if you come to the inside, it takes a bit more speed, then this probably helps this runner. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to keep it there. All right. Two real left-field left talents mm -hmm. and that – we know they're talented, and now the question is, what, what are they going to turn up with tomorrow? I'll start with the three-year-old uh, Buenos Notches. I only had uh, one prep, uh, barely saw a dry track. It, the dry track it saw was this track, over 1,100 metres, and it got beaten in the nose by Giga Kick before Giga Kick won the Everest. It was a serious time of performance, and that said that there's more to come. Big jockey change. Craig Williams replaces Craig Newitt, and his barrier trials look like they've done exactly what they wanted it to do. Uh, we are working home under a real good hold. What's your insight there with Buenos Snatches? Yeah, well, this is the <laughs> – we look at the most barrier trials. I just thought they were soft, Ralph. Yeah. Like too soft. They were like in the minus, you know, three to six range, and I'm just saying – is that going to be enough for you to just be able to turn up and run, you know, a solid plus 2.5? Do you? I agree with all those clear points that you've made about what this horse demonstrated at Flemington over 1,100 metres, plus 2.5. That, that makes you feel like, okay, the horse should be in the race. But just off the trials, it's trialling like it needs more ground as well, and it's just a bit soft. So are you going to be 100% ready for a booming first up run is that the sign? Is it the rider being the clear sign as to why maybe this horse will turn up? So i got a question mark on this runner, Ralphie. I've sort of marked it outside of the top four for now and haven't sort of moved it off its line because the trend line's sort of indicating that you might run benchmark and nowhere near that two and a half that you need. And 
it's a wait and see. And I wouldn't be surprised, of course, if the horse just turns up and runs in the first three. This is why I love doing this on the Friday with you, and then we, we sort of give us another 24 hours to reaffirm our yep. thoughts. So what you've just said then, I've got a bit of a history flashback here, and, and I'm putting in mind that Craig Williams is riding this horse. So yes. he's, covered, he's riding this horse because it's coming to play tomorrow, or he's riding this horse because this is his new market ride. And yep. it reminds me almost of Sham Express that uh, took it up to, I think it was Nate, it might have even been Black Caviar, completely gassed out, but then it won the new market. So this, this gives an opportunity, if what you're saying is that trials have been soft, to have that hard run tomorrow, and there's a three-year-old peak in the new market. So that might be Craig Williams' intention here. Well, he's, he's a master of uh, trying to choose his mouths. And, exactly. And he gets a second roll of the dice. If he doesn't feel comfortable about what comes out of the horse, right, then he's still got options, right? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's why a lot of these smart riders get on one ride early, just to make sure, right? Hey, we say trainer's intent. When it comes to guys like Williams, it's jockey's intent as well. <laughs> it really is. Class-wise, yep. no doubt. If we're talking specialist short course, you know, 1,100 metres for this horse at least, we know he's got a plus 2.5. That would put him up there. Just the trials a little – I wanted to see more. That's all, Ralphie. Yeah. So let's get to I Wish I Win, almost one of the rock stars of Australian racing, really. And and you you stamped him when he won at Caulfield on uh, his first Australian start. He actually ran better time than they did in the Memsey. And it was an apples-to-apples comparison of, of same track, same distance. Won, won a benchmark race and it ran better time than the group one on the day. Then it confirmed it at Sandown with an unbelievable win in the Turak. What we stated clearly was that it showed signs of flatness on a 13-day backup, and then it exploded in the uh, in the Golden Eagle. But here he is at 1,000 metres. They want to roll the dice to see what it can do at 1,200. One of the things while I was look, doing this uh, the little uh, package at the start, Vince, with some of the great winners, sometimes a class runner can win this lightning stakes even though they're not 1,000-metre horses. He's a headache to me. How are you assessing him? He is a headache runner for sure. And I love the fact that we're going to see how he profiles first up at 1,000 metres. Again, the, the jump outs are giving a clear signal. It's going to be too short, 1,000 yes. metres. And definitely not putting it behind Moody not to have the horse ready enough to run big first up. I feel that the inside running, if they go to the inside, he will be better suited to that because he's going to be looking for sustained pressure to help come into the race because it's going to be too short for him, Ralphie. Yep. If I look at that run, let's say sand down 1,300 metres and just see the way the sustained speed he he pretty much demonstrated, over, even just over the last 800 metres that day there, was almost eight lengths combined above benchmark. So he loves it with speed. If that speed's not there and they're in the middle, it's going to get caught, Ralphie. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't have a big sprint. He's got a fantastic sprint. We haven't seen whether he can just do a 400 metres off a soft tempo and run plus eight or nine. We haven't seen that. Maybe we're going to see that tomorrow. But all things just being normal, it's unlikely it's going to happen here. I have to preface all this as well, Ralphie. If this was before our Nature Strip went to the UK and raced, yep. I would say to you, Nature Strip, dollar twenty or better, I want to back it. Yes. And, and I like to back horses mainly for a place, but he'd be the sort of horse I'd stick my neck out and reconsider if I had no options, right? Because yep. he towers above this field at a thousand meters. Yes. 
and there will be no other discussions. We can we can we can talk forever on the rest of them, right, and make cases, but we would say this horse is simply too good. Prior to the UK, yes, but is there a nagging doubt for you? Well, I just want to see it again because yes. the trials are giving me all the right positive noise. Yep. In terms of the signals, and I look for those, and the, I, I, you know, I have no doubt that Mr. Waller, he's going to be presenting this horse absolutely ready to go. He knows he loves his track, and he probably wants to see, you know, a solid run, and he's not going to want to see a subpar performance. And I, I just can't help but feel that two and a half has to be his bottom level, and everybody's got to chase that figure. They've all got to run to new PBs to beat him even today at 2.7. But if he cracks and under race pressure doesn't want to have that go and goes below that and, you know, doesn't improve on his barrier trial, then sadness will arrive. Yep. And he he, he can be beaten. But I, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say <laughs> that they're going to beat him. I, I'm, I'm sticking strong with him. This is the right race for him. Yeah, I do feel there's going to be some smart competition. Bella Nipotino looks like it's got excellent 1,000-metre profile. Marabi, unknown, excellent. Could be the new Giga Kick Ralphie, right? Yep. Could easily turn up and run plus four, and that's good enough to beat Nature Strip here. Kulangata, not sure whether it can do that. Not sure. Yes. All right, let's see what happens and uh, we'll get further thoughts tomorrow morning. Yes. I'll start with race five, actually, because it's a good mm. little race and I've got a bit of a theory with the market. So I want to uh, we'll, we'll include that okay. with our Friday package. Uh, Anna Visto is the favourite for the race. She's got a fantastic first up profile here and it's a, uh, you mentioned ROP, Dean Lester, also to, to Tony Burke, known as the King. Fantastic journo uh, over many years with the age and a real good fella too. So RIP there for the Tony Burke Memorial. It's a group three race. How are you assessing the chances here of, uh, of this? I'll just start first. Does Jamie Carr roll forward with Anna Visto? Everything points to that because yep. the other two runners from a go-forward position don't really have any high-octane speed and they're not runners that want to own the front. So it just looks like it's just going to roll forward and control, like literally control. Yes. Which is a good start. Her her, her first up profile sensational. The uh, the miss was the Tats Tiara. That was high pressure, and I can't see there being high pressure unless you you can, Vince. Uh, it probably looks like she's going to get it on her terms to run to her profile. What have you seen from the barrier trial? Barrier trial was positive. It's, you know, like sharp improvement from one to the other. I like that, Ralphie. Yep. Getting close to the benchmark, which is another plus sign. The the signal is we're probably expecting on the lower round profiling and trending towards the 1.7 and I just feel because it's a lot again it's a lightly race mare and gets the right structure race wise the 2.7 wouldn't be out of reach so I initially posted the horse at 2.7 you know on the grid line but maybe tomorrow morning I might readjust and have it at 1.7 that still gives me confidence that that's above the field and I just wanted to see by doing that, you know, what's the stretch for the rest of the runners? And then if I drop it back a length, what's the stretch? And it didn't change much. You know, it might have brought one other runner into the race at best. So it just sort of made me feel like, okay, good positive mounting yard report, off the barrier trials. You don't have to run to your uh, first up run from Flemington March 22 to win. You can even run below that. And... These are the sort of profiles I like. You know, that puts you a rock-solid top two rock star in this race. 
Well, uh, and that, that brings me – so it's entitled to be favourite and is what, Absolutely. what you're saying. Um, it, it brings me to a horse that I've thought – I think the market's going to come for it a little bit here. So, And I see you've got it second most advantage, and that's Exolita. Last prep, first up, didn't do much on very wet ground. Second up, I remember you found it. We did the preview podcast, and you said this has got the perfect profile here. And here, blinkers again off a soft track first up defeat when it was soft in the market, and Oli on. That tells yeah. me intent. It looks like it's going to get the perfect second line run. And I think if the market's going to come for one away from the favourite, it could be this horse. Yes, and we've already seen just over the last couple of weeks how the stables, you know, they're, they're tuning up their horses beautifully to turn up. Yep. Yeah. And so this horse is not going to be one that's not going to turn up. I have the same expectation. I could see on the profile that on the low, just purely based off the first up run, Ralph, just the way the data you know, indicators were, was improving all the way to the finish line it wasn't it's favorable ground and and this is the plus that you have to add the trend is sort of suggesting like you're hitting that 0.91 length above range is where you were sitting but the 1.9 is definitely not out of play here and if it does that and Anavisto just runs to its bottom of its profile then this is the this is the horse that looks like could give the real contest so that 1.9 was the, that second up run I mentioned yes. when it won. And, uh, and uh, the market loves patterns. So I think the second there was second up last prep at one Flemington track distance. They just think the market's going to you know, give you a bit of an over there from, from what we're talking about Friday morning. Of course, we'll update everything tomorrow. And just round it off with Road to Arataki going really well. Bit we put a sizzler on her when a booming finish and then Jamie Carr rolled forward and won on her twice. Has she reached her limit or is there more to come? Well, it's definitely a wait and see runner. Yep, it's a it's a benchmark profile, but an unfair one, Ralphie. And why why I say unfair? It is very lightly raced. I don't feel like it's had opportunities on dry ground. What we can clearly see, if we look at that sand down run to be any guide, that second up sand down run, it's got a phenomenal four hundred meter sprint. This yes. should be fantastic for Flemington, right? That straight line speed is massive. So. Uh, I'm just sitting here saying, okay, you're a little bit behind the other two. You might need the other two to be a little bit softer, but fitness-wise, if you're looking who's the rock-hard fit horse, it's going to be this horse. All right, let's start with a quaddy race uh, six, the uh, CS Hayes, favourite for the race. It's got some genuine, exciting upside and attrition. How are you assessing, firstly, the speed of this race to be? Because it's a, it's a big field in the turning circle race. Yeah, good pressure, Ralphie. I've marked it definitely above benchmark. And from a how far above benchmark, 0.3 plus one's the low. We could go plus four, maybe slightly higher. So I am pinning it around that plus one, plus three range. Definitely faster than standard. And... This should make it a true contest and allow those midfielders and possibly some of those back markers, if they get the right break in the home straight, to come into the race and be effective. It's always a race where it tends to be a left field summer runner taking on some that have uh, taken on in stakes class in the spring. That's the case here. Attrition's look quite exciting in its two runs. What's the clock been telling you? <laughs> yes, I like the name. Well, hard to fault. First up, 0.6 below, second best of the day off a pretty soft speed at Sandown, four lengths above benchmark, finished off very nice with a plus 3.1. Then last start when winning, you know, Geelong really easy. No real change in the early speed, Ralphie. Like, it was like half a length quicker than what it did at Sandown, but what was really noticeable was the 
big improvement in the mid-race. Like I went 3.1 above. The squeeze was stronger around six and a half lengths and maintained a solid finish over the last 400 with a plus 2.4. I was go- I went looking, you know, to see if there was anything more I could add to, and there was a little bit more I could add because I just felt then when I, you know, closely scrutinised the rider and just the way it was ridden between the 600 metres to the 200 metre mark, the indication was there. There was probably another length of reserve there and therefore a plus 1.5 coming into this race here would not surprise me. Interesting that they gave it the jump out at Arad. I actually thought that was really smart to do that, Ralphie, and a further signal for me that this stable have got real intentions to try and win this race. Lovely. All right, we're going to see what's really under the bonnet here. A couple of the stakes horses and one we, we put the stamp on and it's a pretty obvious uh, form line here given it was beaten in nose by Jackano. But, of course, it was a soft tempo 1300, but it showed tremendous signs that there's more to come. I think the market's going to gravitate to it and talk about Bankmore, of course, because second up, last prep, it won at Sandown. They lo- as I mentioned earlier, they love patterns, and this horse has proven that it can run well first up and then elevate second up. What can you see on the clock? Yeah, a beautiful pattern. Love the fact that they've given it the 23 days in between runs. Obviously, no trials to speak of or jump outs, but the point nine above first up is a clear signal on how well this horse is potentially going to go. And I didn't even go on the last campaign. I went actually on its very first race start where yep. that was a good solid speeded sale where they sort of had to run along from start to finish and you didn't really get a chance to breathe. It's not good for a horse having the first race start to be able to handle that sort of intensity. And it was a below benchmark performance, but I reckon the horse has improved like three lengths from that campaign. Beautiful. And We've got a scenario here. There it is, first up, 0.9 above, solid last 400 metres off a good even speed. And I cannot see this horse running below that. And I feel that the 1,400 metres on a good track, maybe we're going to be seeing you know, a plus two horse emerge. And, and a likely perfect race shape for a midfielder. Definitely. With, with, with good pressure up front. He'll need a little bit of luck because if he's yep. probably going to look wide, he, he might not be able to get there, that lanes that we're talking about. So he may have to look for that gap. And if he can find himself in those sort of running lanes, you know, four to eight, he uh, might get that extra little bit of advantage that he needs to be able to take himself to a new level. Well, when Bankmore went, uh, won at Sandown, Elliptical came third with a big finish, second best last 400 and 200 of the day. I think I wish I win ran the best last that day. So it was a, it was a quality Sunday meeting. It was the Group 1 meeting. And he, he actually started shorter in the market than Bankmore that day, went on to run a placing in the uh, in two Group 1s, the Caulfield Guineas and the, and the Spring Champion. Uh, here off three jump outs, it's going to turn up pretty fit. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask you via this prison, Vince, that, with from a wide barrier and the Australian Guineas, I think the uh, short-term target. Just wonder if they're going to err on the side of just going back a bit, and then as long as it's hitting the line hard, they'll obviously take the win. But from a position running query, wouldn't be surprised if it's spotting Bankmore a couple of lengths. Yeah, or more. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Ralphie. And all the signs are that it's the the plus that it gets is some pressure. Yep. And given the jump outs that it's had, it's going to be able to cope with that. And we know that this horse got excellent 400 metres uh, sustained speed at least off good off. Uh, when I say good speed, I'm talking about good speed when you're getting to a situation where you have to run out a decent last 800. Uh, I'm just sitting here saying there's also a little bit of speed taken out of its leg, and it might just get that one or two lengths further back than ideal. And 
that didn't matter how I moved the jigsaw puzzle, I always just seen running on, running on. And I'm glad you sort of told me about possibly where the, the intention might be, and that sort of gives me some comfort because I had a signal that this horse is going to be a mile to two thousand meters this campaign. There you go. So it, it sounds like you're pretty happy with the most advantage being uh, Bankmore and Attrition, and there's a little bit of a gap to the to the rest at this stage. Most of them are all profiling below benchmark once I move away from those two runners. Beautiful. Good sign. All right, uh, let's go to uh, to race eight on the program here. The over 1,400 metres, it's a terrific little race. Uh, how are you expecting the speed of it to be run? Initially, I thought, oh, this could be run really fast. But then I have a close look at Crosshaven, and it can run benchmark if it wants to. Depends on who's going to pressure, and then I said, "Okay, who are the who are the pressure horses?" You know, Dallasan's not going to really pressure it, but it's, it could be in a forward position. Scalopini is also a horse that could be in a forward position, but it's not going to be one that's going to want to rip and tear. And then there was Milton Park, and it sort of made me come back and said, "Well, I wouldn't be surprised to run benchmark in this decent sized field, and unless you know someone wants to ignite the fire, like let's say Milton Park and." They really want to, you know, turn some heat on. Then we could find ourselves in a, a plus three, plus four. But I, I'm right now. I'm just sitting here saying we're going to be orderly benchmark. Where, where does Daytona Bay fit in? Because it, it, it's amazing. This this, this run has yet to see a dry track, has it? Or maybe on debut. Well, besides the name, no, it hasn't seen a a, a clear cut dry track at all. And this is going to be the first time that we are going to see that. And who knows what this horse is going to be capable of doing. The run first up just went way too fast, like super fresh, Ralphie. Yeah. Right, 4.5 above through the first section, then just completely – I felt like collapsed over the last 400 metres, and that was because the enormous amount of energy that it had to use. So I'm a little bit sceptical with this runner in the sense that I'm not loving the fact that now we're going to back up – 14 days later. Now, maybe there was something that wasn't right. I'm not sure. Does the horse show potential? It does. But I'm just sort of sitting here saying I just don't like the structure into this race. You have some ability, and I've got to wait and see how you go. I think the market's going to come for it with the weight drop and the fact that it's won at Fleming mm-hmm. and Jamie Carr, Peter Moody. Jamie right. Carr's on fire of late with the runners in the market. So that, that, that provides an opportunity then for, for some others of, of real talent that uh, can feature. Crosshaven's a 1,400 dollars, full stop, and it comes off a fast pressure mile, seven-day backup. How's it, how's it feature? Well, it's rock hard fit. Yep. This is the big plus. And the clear signal is... It's unlikely going to run less than plus 1.2. You are looking right on that mark. Maybe you might run slightly higher because I've, I've got the horses peaking coming into this run. And the fact that it's coming back to 200 metres, I actually see that as a plus because I don't really – I'm not saying the horse can't run well at a mile. It can. Under, you know, it just depends on how things are structured. But I, I looked at that run before and how much energy he had to use through the first two sections at Sandown over 1,400. And the then gentleman got, Roy, that's nice form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then having to get to 1,600 metres, and you could just see the horse was finding it difficult. It, it just would have liked to, I felt, have it something a little bit softer. So back to the 14, well, rock hard fit. This is its opportunity. It's going to get its chance to win again, and it's the right race for it. And it's, I also feel it's... It's going to be unlucky if it gets the wrong race shape up front. I, I just feel that Jai's going to get the right um, 
race shape up front is going to help this horse a lot. $15, $15 mid-teen odds. Yeah. So that's a horse who's going to get the right position. And you're saying also one of the odds is uh, stone weight biometric. Well, I just go through the basic fundamentals. I don't try and trick myself, Ralphie. Just look at the run two starts back. Just a repeat of that run, you're a top three candidate. That was a plus 1.9, second best of the day performance. All sections were above benchmark, but the the key for me was that last 400 off a good pressure, 5.2. No surprise going into the next start, showing no early speed. I felt it was terribly disadvantaged, right? Going 9.8 lengths below benchmark. But the way the horse finished was exactly what I like to see in an older horse not tapering in the negative. Like, it just got stronger and stronger. And I also feel any type of flatness, it's definitely overcome. It's interesting, the 48 days, but the trial, or the, the uh, jump out on the on the 2nd, I was the 3rd of, of February was pretty good. Yep. And I'm just sitting here saying, this horse is going to also get its chance and a repeat of Flemington, you, you, you're you going to finish top two or three. So you, you three most advantage on, on the early edition that you put out and, of course, we'll finalise our thoughts tomorrow morning. But there's another horse at mid-teen odds. I think this horse is crazy odds. So I was delighted to see you put it there and that's Umgawa. Uh, terrific first up at Pakenham. At Flemington, second up was that really fast race that you've already uh, referenced there with biometrics. So I reckon he might have been a little bit flat having to go from fast, uh, wound up at Pakenham, 14-day backup. And then at Sandown last start to the eye, I thought, well, you didn't really finish it off. And then now come the clock, and wow, it was a really fast, high-pressure race. Here, got the golden switch, inside barrier to outside barrier, and that can see him getting out deep into the lanes. What's his capability from your perspective? Yeah, well, again, I'm just looking at that run at Sandown. And like you said, Ralph, the start before Fleming's at 1,200, coming off a minus... 8.1 into a plus 4.1 and then between the 8 and the 400 still traveling three lengths above benchmark that's super high speed for this horse and high pressure as well overall fourth best of the day 0.8 above i go sensational right i just wondered where they were going with this horse and here it is 23 days later i said perfect and i'm just sitting here now just thinking a little bit about like what you said about daytona bay and they're going to come for it. and i'm going I, I get it now why these horses are big prices because the whole world's around that pricing and Maybe that price is completely wrong and we're going to get big overs. It's it's quite possible because I, I just can't see these horse not running to their numbers tomorrow. They just profile that way. And, and, and what's, what you're basically saying, and tell me if I'm wrong in summarising it, that Daytona Bay's challenge is he has to leap. Now, he's likely raced and he can, but he still ha- but he has to is what you're saying. He does. And yeah. we're going to see him on the dry ground for this. And look, and he could turn out to be a star and maybe the $3.90 or $4 or whatever he is at the moment or or less is going to be justified. But right now, I can't see that proof off that run. Yep. And we'll round off with Manamac and Scolopini. Uh, different profile riders, I'd say, Vince. But uh, Manamac, unlucky last start, uh, but on the quick day, quick seven-day backup and got Craig Newitt on, whose strike rate is not the same as uh, Damien Lane on Scolopini. No, and, you know, knew it. You know, if, if I was ever told a little signal when I was watching the races at Hobart on that night meeting and he was in that quality race and the way he rode victory, that's, you know, I was putting the downer on him yep. in town the next day and he managed to get victory. So he's probably riding a little bit better than his normal pattern, Ralphie. Again, 
just look at that last run. You can't bolt it, Ralphie. This is why I've got this horse up there as well. He's yep. like 0.7 above, ninth best of the day. You know, I have total confidence that this seven-year-old horse isn't going any worse than any other campaign. He's running sensational. Absolutely. And I expect a repeat performance. Scalapini, interesting Damien Lane. He's a, he's a good horse, Ralphie. He's, you know, on the technicals, you could easily have him as the class runner if you really wanted to, right? And I always pay a lot of respect to that sort of setup. And he's run on the Gold Coast. I thought it was just a run. But when I peel it back off a long break, he was asked to do a fair bit of work. Run almost, you know, like within a length and a half of benchmark through the first section. There was a bit of a spike between the 8 and the 400. And... He weakened as he should weaken over the last 200 metres and lost about, like, oh, from the 400 home, he's lost velocity of around two and a half lengths. And that's all conditioning, Ralphie. He's going to appreciate the 1,400 metres. Is it going to be his day tomorrow? Well, he gets a good race shape. I'm not going to dismiss him as not being a chance because he's one of the class runners in the field, Ralph, like a little bit like Dallas and they, they could have a bit of an edge on their day. Uh, you know, like I'm just sitting here saying, okay, well, if one that's in the market, he's probably one of the better ones in the market for me. All right. And we'll round it off with the last leg of the quaddy uh, uh, up the straight, 1,200 metres. Uh, another head scratcher here, Vince, and not just from the tie because, of course, you've got Jungle Jib on top, explosive at sale. The Jumbuck beat him at, uh, at Flemington uh, the start prior to that. I'm just wondering, is the 13-day backup ideal? Well, he was fast. <laughs> it, 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 like that sale run was phenomenal. That's what I mean. Yeah, 2.3, best of the day. Could quite easily turn up and become a flat line run, Rolfie, for a horse of this profile at the moment. But he is lightly raced. He's definitely taken himself to a new level. If he repeats, yep, then game over. <laughs> yeah, then he, he looks the winner. The pressure's there. The, the, you know, it's a decent field, and whilst there's you know no guaranteed who's going to be the the clear runner that's going to test him, he he likes just on his last two runs, he's going to jump and run a bit. And even last campaign, when I looked at his you know a few of his runs, they were all with plenty of speed. So I'm not expecting this horse to come along and not show that. But the difference is this: what you pointed out, this is off 13 days. So maybe there is a little bit of edge taken out of the horse. And if that's the case, that'll be a negative. Um, yeah, but he's still a hard horse to ignore for me. <laughs> From Because yeah, in the end, you just want to go back to who's the fastest horse. Yeah, because and, and at the end of the day, yep. are they going to run up the middle? And it's going to be clear. Take the head out of it. Yeah, I reckon they're either going to go you know, to the inside or the outside. Now, if they go up the middle, then hit, this horse will have a very – good controlling speed. It's going to allow the horse to overcome some potential flatness and then becomes very hard to run down over the last 400. Well, interestingly, Blake took it up to him on uh, at that Flemington run on the Jumbuck and probably busted him open. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's Blake's tactics again. Well, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, and they've had the right break. Yeah. They've had, the, they've, they've, you know, 35 days between runs. They've had they put a jump out into the horse as well. The 1.3, super solid. And... The horse, you, you can see the horse can breathe. Yep. And easily take a sit. Got to be one of the two hot prospects to beat it. And the other one, you're saying just red hot Nick, it's just faultless and it's got straight track form. Yeah. Well, how, how can you fault this runner? Yeah. I mean, just look at that Mooney Valley run. Best of the, the day, 
1.5 above benchmark. The horses come right to the top. So this is coming from a great stable. Yeah. The 1,200 metres of Flemington is certainly not going to be any disadvantage. If I was looking, you know, just I'm just trying to really be picky here, right? Yep. If I was looking for the negative, okay, it doesn't have some of the straight line acceleration as the other two horses. That's that's it. That's me being really picky. Yeah. So I think the market tends to like the straight track form. So they're, they're the three there. The, the the left field one you've got in your most advantage, we'll, we'll round off with this, is Ferretti. Got a bit of talent and its trial looked very good. Uh, what, what have you seen from it? Well, long break from the Waterhouse. That trial was really solid, Ralph. It was like a benchmark trial. Which, and over 1190, that's good. Yeah, I, I do like that, Ralphie. And it just said to me, I said, oh, well, you've got that... 0.5 above that you did off that long break at Sandown. I'm not going to be worried about the 253-day break. You're absolutely well and truly over that point. So the question will just be 1,200 metres. Is that going to be the right place for you or or not? That That's really all I could see because the profile sort of tends to indicate you're maybe better over slightly longer, but it's it's Waterhouse, Ralphie. No way am I going to sit there and say that you're, you can't be targeted this. And the way that the horse is trialling, I'm going, well, I've got to be silly to dismiss it. All right. Well, that's our early, early deep dive thoughts for Flemington. Tomorrow you'll get your final edition race speed profiles and we'll be talking business with a 15-minute podcast covering each race in uh, from a business perspective, how Vince Cardi is going to attack the race. In the meantime, thanks so much for being a customer of Year Round Carnival. 